Professor. Ah, just so. The professor might have been only thirty-five years old, but his manner was that of a man twice his age, seemingly prepared to listen sympathetically and give suitable advice. Mary responded to that. She'd plenty of friends of her own age, but it wouldn't have entered her head to bore them with her worries. But here was a sympathetic ear, and it seemed the most natural thing in the world to unburden herself. Mother, she began, Mother's a darling and so clever with a paintbrush, but of course she's artistic, and she doesn't really like cooking and that kind of thing. Besides, the money she gets for the cards is most useful, and Father's very clever. He doesn't notice what's going on around him. I wouldn't change them for the world, but they simply can't manage unless someone's there to see to the house. Polly's splendid, but she's at school and there's homework, so you see... It is a bit awkward if I have to stay here, she added snappily. Not that I'm indispensable. Oh, no, no, soothed Professor Van Raxma. Of course not, but I see that you have problems. Would it help if you were to go home for a few hours each day, perhaps while your aunt rests in the afternoons? Have you any idea what the traffic's like between here and Hampstead? the other end of Hampstead. He tucked this useful piece of information away at the back of his mind and said that he had a very good idea. If a nurse were to relieve you for a few hours each day, would that help? And at her look of surprise, he added, oh, I'm sure the National Health Service would be prepared to pay for her. She would cost a, a lot less than having your aunt in hospital, besides giving us another empty bed always in short supply. Would they? Who, who should I ask? Oh, leave that to me. Now, I think we might join Dr. Symes with his patient. Great Aunt Thurza was sitting propped up by pillows in a vast mahogany bed. She looked pale and tired, and Mary forgot how tiresome the whole thing was and bent to kiss her cheek. I'm sorry, Aunt Thurza, but a few days rest and you'll be as right as rain. So that foreign man tells me. Dr. Symes is of no use at all. Nice enough, but of course all doctors are fools. And don't contradict me, miss. She caught Mary's hand. You'll stay, Mary. Oh, until you're better. Yes, Aunt Thurza. Mrs. Winton closed her eyes. Go away and leave me in peace. Mary looked at the two men. Dr. Symes nodded to her to go with him, leaving the professor at the bedside. Outside the door, he said, She'll listen to him. Are you sure you can manage? I'll be in every day, and I dare say Professor Van Raxmar will visit again, with a piece of luck that I happened to be on the other phone to him when the housekeeper rang up, said he'd seen her at St. Justin's and asked if he might come and see her. Very civil of him. She agreed, and added sedately, Oh, I'm sure it'll be a great relief to Aunt Cesar to know she's being looked after so well. You'll be here in the morning? After surgery, but phone me if you're worried.
They were joined by the professor then, who, beyond wishing her a good morning, had nothing further to say, before the two men went out to their cars and drove away. She shut the door and went to find Mrs. Cox. "'You're staying, Miss Mary. I told the doctor, and I'm telling you, that I'm the housekeeper, not the nurse. I've enough to do without fetching and carrying all day and half the night.' "'Yes, of course I'll stay, Mrs. Cox. Professor Van Raxma thinks that Mrs. Winton will be fully recovered in a short time. I'm sure that it must have been a nasty shock to you when she became ill again. I'll look after my aunt, so please don't worry.' I'm sure that you have enough to do. Mrs. Cox bridled. Well, as to that, I'm sure I'm willing to give a hand when necessary, though I won't be left alone with Mrs. Winton. Oh, no, no, no. No one would ask you to do that. I'm sure we'll manage very well between us.